Welcome to Clarity to Launch, the podcast. I'm your host, Natanya Bravo, founder of the Bravo Life, business and mindset coach, and a woman on a mission to help you acknowledge that internal whisper and gain the clarity you need to launch a life you truly love. Years ago, I followed my own whisper and took a leap of faith, leaving behind a six-figure salary and everything I knew to fulfill a one-day dream of moving to Paris. That one tough decision led me to creating a seven-figure business, marrying the love of my life, and helping thousands of women use their passions to uncover their purpose and create the income and impact they were born to. It all boiled down to one decision. Was I going to keep telling myself one day or make today day one? Now it's your turn to decide. Clarity to Launch is here to give you the tools you need to guide you along the way. All you have to do is decide. So are you ready? It's time to launch the life you were born to live. Welcome to the first episode of Clarity to Launch, the podcast. I am very excited to share a bit more about the why behind why I even created this podcast, which by the way, has been about 10 years in the making, as well as what you can expect and a little bit more into my own story and journey leading up to where I am today. So to start from the beginning, I was born in London. My parents were born and raised in London, but have Caribbean roots as well, Jamaica, Trinidad, Cuba, Um, but I grew up all over London, Jamaica. California, Pennsylvania, the Pocono Mountains, Palm Beach, Florida, and have also as an adult lived in New York and Paris, which again, I probably by the time I was 16, I think I'd already had about 16 addresses. That definitely shaped a bit of who I am and how I have lived my life thus far. But I will also say that growing up, I was a bit of an introvert, very much so known to be shy. And so if you would have ever told me that I would be doing what I do today, coaching, hosting events, speaking on stages, I would have said absolutely not. I'm sure my fellow introverts can relate to that. Um, But here I am. And I was also a perfectionist. I'm still a recovering perfectionist. I'd plan my life out to a T. And I don't know if any of you watch the show, The Hills, but there was this reality show years ago on MTV and the two main characters, no one really knew what they did, but they worked in like marketing and PR and the entertainment industry and their jobs looked really fun. They were on planes every week and they were throwing parties. And I was like, I want to do that. So, you know, in my journal, when I was in my teens, I wrote out that I was going to go to college, that I was going to study marketing and PR, that I was going to move to New York and I was going to get what kind of job. And I accomplished all of that. I graduated from high school a year early, again, perfectionist. I went to college on a full scholarship. I studied marketing and PR. I graduated from college and two weeks later moved to New York. I ended up sleeping on a couch of a family friend while taking an unpaid internship, working about 40 hours a week, um, which I was very fortunate to get the internship. And this was in the time period where internships were not paid, by the way. But I was fortunate to get the internship because that got me my foot into the media industry, which is not always easy to get into. And so from that experience, not only did I get real work experience, but I was also able to prove myself to this company that ultimately ended up hiring me full time. And from there was able to progress pretty quickly to the point that by the time I was 25, I was already making, you know, over a hundred thousand. I was managing a team. I was traveling every week, living the life that I thought I wanted because I saw it on reality TV show all those years ago. Um, I was going to Cannes Film Festival, London and New York Fashion Week, Coachella, the Grammys, the Oscars. And it was a lot of fun. I also bought a home. Uh, like I said, I managed a team. And so I checked all these boxes that society tells us are supposed to make, bring us happiness. But 
I was not fulfilled. And there was also this immense guilt around having what appears to be success, but not being happy and fulfilled by it. And I didn't understand why, right? I think we're often sold this dream, aka what I believe now is a little bit of a lie, that happiness comes in checking those boxes, you know, starting a family, getting a certain salary, buying a certain type of home, having a certain type of car. And I started to do all those things and check the boxes at a very young age. You know, I'd done all of this before the time I was 30, but I was not internally happy. And at the same time, I knew I wanted something different, but I didn't know what that thing was. In those journals where I'd planned out my life, I'd also written things that I thought I would do later on about creating platforms to empower women, to inspire women. But I was like, I'm too young to do that. What, what value can I provide to anyone else? So I couldn't figure out how to bridge where I am today and like where it is I ultimately want to go and have something that was fulfilling and purposeful. I also used to cringe at the word purpose, which is funny now because that's what I help other people really uncover and live out is their purpose, which I believe we are all here to be of service to other people. But I had all these different ideas and not really any clue where to start. And so I was in this like paralysis of non-action because I was terrified to make the wrong choice and not have it be perfect which I'm sure many of you can relate to that, right? I was at dinner with a friend one night and she asked me a question that I encourage you all to ask of yourselves and other people, which is what's something you've always wanted to do that you've never said out loud? And I said, I've always wanted to move to Paris. And I, it always been this like one day dream in one of my journals that I'd written down years ago. But again, it was just like a one day dream. I don't know if and when that's gonna happen, but I'd love to live in Paris. And she was like, oh my gosh, I just got goosebumps. You have to do it. And I thought she was insane. I was like, I can't move to Paris. I don't know anyone. I don't speak French fluently. I don't, I have a job. I have a mortgage. I have a car note. Like I have a team and I have like responsibilities. But something about her excitement and insistence on I have to do it sparked a why not. And little by little, all of the reasons, AKA excuses or what I later understood to be excuses, started to not hold any weight, right? And so I think oftentimes we limit ourselves by all these different reasons that in the grand scheme of things, the only thing in between where we are today and where we wanna go is ourselves. Maybe you can't do it today. Maybe you've got to plan ahead for some things. Maybe you got to put some money aside. Maybe you've got to plan for, you know, kids or all different types. We all have different circumstances, but there is nothing between where you are and where you want to be unless you allow it to be. And so I had all these reasons that one by one, as I started to dig deep and really be honest with myself, I had to acknowledge were actual excuses. And I put aside this little Paris fund that I didn't believe I was going to move to Paris, but I was like, if somehow it happens one day, at least I'll have a little nest egg of funds that I've already started. And I started to put money aside, money aside. And six months later, through a lot of tears, through a lot of discomfort, because I really believe that when you take the first step, God and the universe and the people in your life are going to show you the next step, but it requires that first step. And for me, that first step was having that conversation, speaking out loud what my actual desire was that I hadn't shared before, as well as starting that Paris fund, right? I was already starting to manifest that to be real. And in doing so, the things that were once comfortable in my life, the comfy job, the comfy this, started to become uncomfortable. 
Because as I said, we all have those internal whispers. And the longer you ignore that whisper, the louder it gets to start to push you to where you're meant to go. You can choose to ignore it, but at some point it's gonna get so loud that you can't ignore it. And so for me, that period was about six months. For someone else, it might be three years, it might be three months. But six months later, I got on a one-way flight to Paris. I was terrified. Again, I still didn't know anyone. I still could not speak more than about, I don't know, 10 phrases in French. I still did had no clue how I was going to make money because yes, I'd put some money aside in this Paris fund, but it was enough money for maybe four or five months. Assuming I lived conservatively, there was not going to be any more champagne brunches or dinners on the town. I was going to have to eat at home and be very conservative. But I had no clue what I was, I was leaving behind this career that I'd worked so hard for that I knew other people would look at and say, oh my gosh, I'd love to have that job, that lifestyle. And I was leaving it for an unknown, this one day dream. And that was terrifying, but it was also exciting. And something that I share often, which you've probably heard me say, if you followed me for a while is when you feel fear and excitement, that is your go sign you have to go. The combination of fear and excitement, even when you can't see all the pieces of the puzzle, when you don't know how or if it's going to work out, you have to go. And I promise you, just take the very next step in front of you, even when you can't see the top of the staircase and the next step will appear. And that's exactly what happened for me in moving to Paris. In moving to Paris, literally three weeks later, I met my now husband, um, which by the way, your girl had been dating in Los Angeles and New York for years on the struggle bus of all the dating apps, all the things. And three weeks after stepping into my one day dream, I miraculously <laughs> um, manifested the man that I'd literally written about in my journals of who I wanted to be, what I wanted that partnership to look like. I don't think that's a coincidence. And I don't think that would have happened had I ignored that whisper. I also had the creative space and energy to now pour into this thing that I always wanted to do, which was create this platform for women. But I had this self-doubt and imposter syndrome of maybe I'm not far enough long yet. I'm still figuring out myself. How can I help someone else? But in this process, I realized it's really about being of service to others, utilizing your unique skills, experiences, ideas with what you have today. So there is always someone that's just one or two steps behind you that you can pour into. And so I want you to think about, even for yourself as you're listening to this, who is just one or two steps behind where you on your journey, where maybe you previously were stuck or confused, that you've now had some experience, some revelation, and that you can now pour back and help someone else and, and, and guide them. We all have a value and a purpose here. And please know that your unique ideas, thoughts, and experiences are not random. They were made for you to help other people. We're all here to be of service to others. And so in having that creative space in Paris, while also having a ticking clock, because remember, I had about four or five months runway of, of funds, allowed me to step into what would it look like to create something for, for other women who are also maybe along, going along this journey, but maybe just one or two steps behind me of figuring out how can I be of purpose? How can I be of service? How can I use my gifts, my talents, my experiences to serve others? That ultimately led me to creating empowerment retreats. We posted retreats in Italy in uh, Cannes, France, in Tulum, Mexico. We, I also ended up creating online courses and programs and coaching. And I specifically now really work with coaches and consultants and helping them really clarify their niche, 
master their story and messaging and really generate income and impact on repeat. That is my zone of genius. That is my special sauce. And that's been an evolution because I have also evolved in my process. But honestly, that one decision of even saying out loud that one day dream and then allowing myself to lean into the excuses that I was giving myself of why it wasn't possible has led me to being able to have you listen to me today. Because for years I have been saying, I'm gonna do a podcast, I'm gonna do a podcast. And that was one of my other one day and I kept putting it off and putting it off until finally last year I decided, nope, this is it, we're doing it. Because I know that there's gotta be at least one person who is just just looking for that little bit of clarity, that little bit of guidance, that little bit of confirmation to follow that whisper, that nudge that you're probably already feeling. Again, it might not be 100% clear yet. It might not, you might not have all the answers of what's going to look like, what's it going to be. There at no point did I think, oh, I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to have a podcast. I'm going to have a team. I'm going to create a seven-figure business. I couldn't have imagined that when I started this journey. But the goal is, again, is not to see the top of the staircase. It's to take the very next step in front of you. And so my goal in creating this podcast and why I'm so passionate about this is because, you know, just four or five years ago, all I had was a one day dream. I was unhappy. It showed in my health, my weight, my skin. I knew there was more out there for me. I knew I was meant to make an impact. I just didn't have a clue what that was. And so I was terrified, terrified of leaving what was safe. Um, I was also terrified that no one would care what I have to say. I had all the self-doubt, had all these ideas. And despite all of that, I took action. You know, even pushing publish on my Instagram page for the first time, I was terrified. And it makes no sense in hindsight because there was zero people following me. So it wasn't like I was pushing publish to this big audience, but it was terrifying. I remember launching my first retreat and getting no sales and in bed checking every day, crying because no one had signed up after getting some initial, I had a following, but no one was signing up, right? And it really took me taking bold, messy action, being willing to learn, being willing to understand, being willing to stretch myself beyond my comfort level every single time in order to get to where I am today, to where I am confident in the value that I offer. I'm confident in, you know, I've now served over 900 clients, both in one-on-one -on -one and groups and really helping them create purpose-driven and grow purpose-driven business. I have seen people quit jobs. I have seen my clients build multiple six-figure businesses. I have seen my clients go from many ideas or vague ideas to really honing in on their special sauce and owning that space, selling out events, making an impact on bigger level, speaking on stages. And so really, you know, those sleepless nights, the tears, the agony of wondering if I was going to have to go back to my corporate job after being in Paris for three months and still not having made any money. Once I figured out that I need, it wasn't about vanity metrics, but really investing in me professionally, personally, is what really allowed me to start to take that bold, 
messy, uncomfortable action. And so my hope with this podcast and with the guests that I bring on is to share more stories of that journey, because I think sometimes we misunderstand what it looks like, or we think we see the end result, but we don't think about the different steps that it took to get there. Or we think we're the only one thinking the things that we're thinking. Trust me, you're not the only one that's thinking, oh, is anyone going to think I'm stupid if I have this idea and I put it out in public? Are people going to care? Oh, what if I fail? You're going to fail. And if you're avoiding failure, you're literally avoiding success. That is, is one thing. If you don't take anything away from today, I want you to remember that you only have one of these. And so I'd rather look back 10 years from now and not have to worry about what if, because I know that I've done all that I wanted to do, all the ideas that I had, even if they weren't perfect, your first version of anything won't be perfect, but that's how you get to the next one and the next one. And so I'm very excited to go along this journey with you. I thank you for tuning in. Please send me a DM if you're listening and with any episodes that speak to you. I am at The Bravo Life on Instagram and all platforms. And I'm just so excited for you to get the clarity, the guidance, the inspiration, the confidence you need to launch your dream life your dream business, and to make the impact and the income that you were born to. I hope this episode gives you more clarity and proof that you can create a life you truly love. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review so we can continue to connect and serve those who are ready to use their ideas and experiences to positively impact the lives of others. If you want to connect more, follow me on Instagram at The Bravo Life.